This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. Well, what a week it's been. Uh, a win away uh, and, and a win against a, a team that I think will be up there come the end of the season. So all happy tonight and I'm joined by three happy Derby County fans. Um, we've got Gaz from Do You Remember podcast. How are you doing, Gaz? I do, mate. You're right. I'm very well. Yeah, very, very positive on a Sunday for a, for a change. Uh, we've also got author of Pride and new groundwork book, Ryan Hills. Ryan, you're uh, a popular man amongst the fan base and a lot of people have been taking your recent book on holiday. So a few air miles for your name as well. Yeah, it's nice to go around the world. It goes way more than I do. So that's a good sign. I absolutely love the story about the, uh, the person that got delivered a, a wrong book. So somewhere out there, you've started a, a new kind of derby fan or that's what i like to believe anyway i think hopefully I, yeah wasn't it they got something like a british citizenship test book delivered by mistake instead of instead of a derby book so yeah somewhere out there there's someone who's desperately hoping to become a british citizen who's really clued upon trebo west now which is nice <laughs> yeah brilliant and also uh, jacob hackett part of the dcfc women's media team jacob how are you doing i'm doing great happy to be here in a good mood after the games I'm thinking about Jacob Larson. I've just I've just introduced you as Jacob rather than than Jacob. So uh, yeah, <laughs> apologies about that. But it's not that's, a bad uh, comparison. That's, <laughs> that's Ryan's fault. Perfect. Well, let, let's get into it. Um, it's been a, a good week, a busy week. Um, obviously, we had the the win away, away at Mansfield. Um, Gads, coming to you first. What did you think, kind of after that game? What was kind of the immediate thoughts after the the Mansfield game? Uh, always positive, mate, to to get a win in any competition. So uh, obviously there was that added layer, wasn't there, um, coming up against Nigel Clough. Um, I'm sure you would have loved to have got got one over on us. Uh, yeah, it seemed like one of those performances where uh, there was a few sticky moments. But as Derby fans, we're all used to that, aren't we? Let's be fair. Um, just happy to get the win, really. Um, great for for Barkhausen to get off the. Uh, off the uh, off the mark as well so yeah all, all smiles from me mate yeah no sounds good and I think 
we saw obviously a bit of a tweet 11 and, and Rossini obviously said um, that looking behind him for the first time in a couple of years, he's been able to see kind of depth with kind of Bird, Hurahan, Collins on the bench. Was there anyone that started the game, Ryan, that, that impressed you? Um, I think just the fact that we're able to click as a, as a second string side so quickly was sort of the most impressive for me. Because, you know, going back three, four weeks, we didn't even have a first 11, essentially. So actually being able to build a squad quite so quickly, um, that in comparison to last season, is probably a stronger squad, was sort of the most impressive to me. It was nice to see Forsyth given the armband, because he's, he's, you know, obviously a, a very loyal servant over the years. But I think in general, it was just a relief to actually see a, a second string side that could hold their own against a decent League Two side because we've seen over the years Derby lose regularly to pretty bang average League Two sides in the first or early rounds of the Cup. So, um, yeah, in general, I think it was just sort of a quite a pleasing evening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, always nice to to win a Cup game and, and look forward to the, the draw the next day. Uh, we've got the Baggies at, at home. Um, obviously, uh a home game, you've got to fancy us against anyone at, at home. Jacob, do you think that's a game that we could potentially win? I definitely think it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I have uh, very good memories. I'm sure most of us do playing West Brom in various cup competitions and league fixtures. And, you know, it's one of those games where you can see West Brom maybe uh, underestimating us a little bit. I, I don't think Racine is going to rotate the squad too much for that one. I think it, it'll try and go for the win. So I think it's going to be quite an interesting matchup to see how we compare with our, you know, new eleven against a, a solid championship outfit. Yeah, definitely. And I think a game that the, you know the pressure's off. We can all get into Pride Park, enjoy the occasion. You know what? If we win, fantastic. But if we don't, let's concentrate on the other kind of you know competitions that that we're in. Gaz, we saw uh, Duru at right back. Obviously, Jason Knight moved into the centre. I thought Knight had a, a very good game. Do you think we're we're close to seeing Aduru start at right back in the league, or do you think he's got a bit more to kind of improve on before he nails down that spot? Uh, so personally, I uh, sort of we did a, a little. Well, we attempted to do a little uh, season preview. Probably butchered it. Um, I rated Aduro in pre-season. I thought he looked sharp, and considering how young he is as well, uh, he came across well. He also captained that uh, under-18s, I believe, Man City. Uh, so he had certain leadership qualities that I thought he could bring. But I think, you know, sort of during the appearances he's made for us, that sort of, um, you know, the fact that he's a little bit younger, it's coming across. So I don't think he's close to a, a start necessarily. I still think we should be in the in the market for another right-back, someone with a bit more experience. Uh, but... You know, in time, it, it, he's proven himself to have, you know, so he, he was the one that kind of assisted or pre-assisted Mendes Lang, didn't he, for the for the winning goal. So obviously he's getting himself about a bit and he's getting himself involved in, in some crucial moments within games. So that's great. But uh, as far as his experience goes, I think he, we could do with somebody with a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. And, and obviously um, no one wants to see I mean, everyone wants to see, but no one wants to see Jason Knight right back all season. Um, he feels as much as he's doing a fantastic job there. I think we are we are wasting um, him in, in that kind of position. Ryan, another player that we we saw a bit of a surprise in, in all honesty. Um, Rooney started the game. 
Um, I'm sure someone has won a bet somewhere to say that Rooney would play for Derby again. Um, obviously, it's Jake Rooney and, and not Wayne. What did you think of, of Jake's performance? Obviously, signed and then kind of thrown into the, the team. He didn't really look out of place, in my opinion. But what did you think? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty steady. Um, and I think that anyone sort of coming into the, into the side at the moment does because they're all so, so new to the setup, essentially. So it's not like you come into an established side in the first place. You come into a side who's still sort of finding themselves. And for a young player, I think that's, that's, that fits directly into what you'd be looking for from sort of your early years in professional football. So I think it's, it's perfect time for anyone coming through, say, the academy or anyone who's just sort of coming through from external as well. But I think he fitted in really nicely. Obviously, he got sort of into the into the first team squad as well um, over the course of the weekend. So, yeah, if, um, if Rossini is happy with him, then, then I definitely am. Yeah, and I think obviously we saw it last year with players coming to come through. We're going to talk about cashing later, Ebioe, Festi, you know, players that impressed and then well soon kind of in, in the first team. And, and like you said there, Rooney performs well in one game um, and he's on the bench, you know, the, the next game. So I think that's a, a good thing for the likes of kind of George Nunn, um, you know, other players that are in the, the kind of the under 23s, because that gap probably is, is you know, isn't as, as wide as it has been in, in previous years. Um, Gaz said at the start there, Jacob, that the Barkhausen off the mark. How important was it for him to get his his first goal on a Derby County shirt? Oh, I think it's crucial to to get the ball rolling and you know to do it quite nice and early on in front of the South Stand as well. As uh, you know, never. Oh, sorry, that no, wasn't South Stand, was it? I'm thinking of Vendor's Lang against um, in, the, in, the, in the recent game against Barnsley. Too many goals. Uh, I to said think South Stand, so it was in front of. Yeah, it was in front of the away um, in front of the away end, wasn't it? I remember it going in. Um, but no, it was definitely important for him. And I think I was going to touch on it. But it's nice that both of them, uh, you know, have a goal to their name now. And it's they've both set each other up as well, which I think I think that's really important to have two wingers that can actually link up together and work together. I think we've lacked that over the last couple of years. Um, so no, really important for him. I'm glad, obviously, because he scored a couple of goals in pre-season as well, didn't he? Um, so yeah, I think I think it's crucial that he's off the mark. And the more the more off the mark, the merrier we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like you said there, you know, we've, we've seen Mendes Lang assist Barkhausen and then on, um, you know, yesterday it, it's, it's happened the kind of the opposite way around. And a lot of people will probably say when was the last time that kind of Derby wingers were, were kind of doing that. So long may it continue. Um, like you say, both off the mark, both good goals in, in their kind of their own way. So, yeah, really, really important for for both of those to, to get off the mark. Um We'll move on to, to yesterday now. Um, you know, I, I wanted to say a convincing 2-1 victory against Barnsley, but I don't think we can say that. I think first half, we looked very good. And as Gaz kind of said earlier there, we always have those moments as Derby County fans. And I mean, I look back the last probably decade. I never feel comfortable even being kind of, you know, 2-0, two, 3-0 two nil, nil up. Um, Gaz, what was your kind of thoughts on, on yesterday? Yeah, so um, I uh, live in Middlesbrough, uh, unfortunately. So I have to kind of <laughs> follow from uh, afar. So I spend most of my time on Twitter on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, the feeling I get is that we are starting games like a house on fire and we're you know almost tearing teams apart in the first half. And then something happens after half time where, you know, either we let the other team in um, 
too easily or you know we sort of sit off so the feeling i got was uh really positive obviously to go in two up um but at that stage i'm thinking we should be we should be pushing for that third uh i know we're going to mention collins at some point uh but you know that that chance he had in the second half where the ball gets sort of whipped across and uh, I don't know if it hit the post or if it went just trickled wide, but how close mm. can you get really without hitting the back of the, you know, hitting the back of the net? Yeah, that's it. I think he's done everything but score, hasn't he? Um, which is a little bit frustrating. Ryan, I mean, talking about Collins, do we need to worry that he hasn't hit the back of the net yet? Obviously, we're winning games, so that's the most important thing. He's getting himself into positions to score, and he. You know, he's been desperately unlucky. There's obviously a lot of fans on, on social media that are saying mm, this is a bit of a problem here. We we need him to kind of break his break his duck. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, at the end of the day, we're three games into the season. So if if this was the conversation taking place in October sort of time, I'd say, yes, yeah, a bit worrying. But he's a guy who's got proven track record, particularly at this level. I think last time he was here, he got 20-odd goals. Um, he's got experience. He's getting chances. And we've got players around him who are scoring goals. So I wouldn't worry too much about him on a personal level because he, he, you know, he's got he's got it in there. We know he's got it in there. It's just a case of getting that first goal. We've seen it over the years with no end of people who, for us, have gone on to be some of our best strikers in the last 20 years who haven't scored in the first however many games. Chris Martin was pretty abject on his loan spell I remember when Nigel Clough brought him in on permanent I was like this is we've got Connor Salmon why do we need to bring Chris Martin in yeah. um, and then we found that out quite quickly um, Steve Howard is sort of the, the prime example because very similar sort of player to to James Collins didn't score for a long time until until he got his first one so yeah I really wouldn't be worried because we know he's got he's got the capability to to put them away it's just about getting that first one and, and then building off the back of that yeah and guys I was just about to say, mate, there seems to be like lots of pressure on him as well at the minute. And I know it's kind of his position as well, but, um, you know, it, it's one of those where everybody's willing him to get that first goal, aren't they? And, and you can tell that he, he wants it so much. I mean, uh, the goal that we scored against Barnsley, the second goal, he drew the two centre-backs away, didn't he? Allowing that space mm. for Mendes Lang to just pick out his spot. He had about 30 seconds pretty much to, to you know, pick his spot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm urging Collins on as much as anyone, but I think give him, give him the time to just get sharp and I think we'll see bags of goals from him this year. Yeah, I think so too. And I think probably what we'll see is the first one will come and then 10 minutes later, the next one will come and hopefully 10 minutes after that, the, the next one will come and he'll he'll have a match ball in his hands at the end of the game. But yeah, like you say there, the, the work that he's doing off the ball, I think as football fans, sometimes we're, we're just looking at numbers. We're looking at, you know, how many assists, how many, how many goals. But actually, if you look at his movement and, and what he actually offers the team, um, you know, his, his work rate is second to none. And and that was something that, that Rossini kind of pointed out in the, the, the post-match um, press conference yesterday so yeah it will come um, hopefully it's it's on Tuesday let's, let's keep our fingers crossed uh, Jacob I want to talk to you about Aaron Cashin um, I mean last season I was absolutely amazed by his performances I thought you know he's playing years above his his age looks so calm almost like a complete defender I actually think this season he's almost found another level 
maybe he knows the competition. He's got three other good centre-backs at the club. But he was immense yesterday. What, what were your thoughts on him? I mean, when he was originally thrown into the team, you know, it was uh, thrown in right at the deep end. It's, ne- it's never easy for a, you know, a young defender to progress from the youth ranks into the first team. It's not something we see often, you know, it's usually a striker or a winger that will get kind of uh, drip-fed into the first-team picture. But no, he's, he's been excellent, hasn't he? I, I don't remember a single mistake he's made in the Derby shirt. And, um, I mean, myself and quite a few others around my age have been saying that it was probably one of the most complete centre-back performances we've seen at Pride Park, you know, from a, from a centre-back in, in recent times. I think he just didn't let anything go past him, did he? It's so old-fashioned as well. Yeah, you know, as it's, um, he has his shirt tucked in, his shorts all the way up. He's a proper old-fashioned defender. Uh, nothing, just nothing gets past him. I think it's been it's been fantastic. Had we have had the money and not gone through all these issues, I'm not even sure if he would have been given a chance in the first team. So it's almost like an uncovered gem that we didn't, we weren't particularly sure of, and we kind of had to use him, and it, and it worked a treat for us. So it's going to continue for a long time, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, a few of the you know the vultures came circling for him uh, by January, and if not by January, by the end of the season. So as long as we can keep hold of him, the better. Yeah, definitely. I think there's going to be a, a few admirers. I think there has to be. Um, I think he's been he's been fantastic, and I think James Chess is probably looking on from the sidelines, thinking, "How do I get into this team?" You know, you saw Stearman, um, Chief Scout Stearman, not score yesterday, but had a had an okay game. Um, and yeah, he's probably sat there. Chester's probably sat there thinking, you know, how, how do I break into this team? Because I've got three very good centre backs as as kind of rivals for for my position. So, yeah, good good player, and um, yeah, long may his form continue. Gaz Louis Sibley, is he a starter or is he a bench player? It's, it's been floating around on Twitter on social media. What's your thoughts on that? Does does he have to start or is he more of an impact kind of, you know, last 30, last 20? Simply for me, since the moment he sort of broke through, has always been a starter. Um, I even include him sort of last season as well. Uh, I think he's he's got quality and he he would run through a brick wall for the club. And sometimes that that is really what you need in, in uh, some, some sticky moments, really. Um, I think obviously given the form that he's in, he, he deserves to start pretty much every game. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know if any of you can enlighten me on this, why he was brought off early against Barnsley. I think people were trying to question that and I didn't quite get to the bottom of it. He was seemingly brought off earlier than people thought. Uh, I just wondered if anybody else knew the answer to that. I don't know. Does anyone else know? No, I think, like you say, guys, it definitely made a big difference because I think we we consolidated a little bit too much off the back of that. Um, and yeah, just building on what you were saying there, Sibley for a long time hasn't really, apart from when maybe he first came into the squad, hasn't really had a prolonged amount of time in the first team. He's not almost not been trusted on sort of a, a weekly basis. And there's clearly a player in there. We've seen it in the in the youth teams. We saw it under Koku for the first however many weeks. Um, I just think over time he lost a little bit of confidence because he must have felt that he wasn't being backed we know he had some issues with with Rooney as well so for me I think at this level he's he's someone who is more than capable of of being a starter in a league one team um and he does add something extra 
to the squad that we don't really have in terms of that sort of creativity from sort of a more a more central position. So yeah, I think as long as he's as long as he's match fit and as long as he's still throwing himself about the pitch and uh being a absolute menace, I think he's got to stay on that pitch, to be honest. I think that's the the thing that stands out for Sibley, you know, is is the is the ratting that you don't I don't think we have a ratter really in, in midfield. Um yeah, it's not just the fact that I mean he scored a hat trick against Millwall away in his breakthrough season. It's not just because of that. Uh, it brings so much to the team off the ball. Um, and then obviously he has that little sprinkling of quality that I think we need. I, I would start him every game, undoubtedly. Yeah. And Jacob, obviously Ryan said there about, you know, managers that have, that have come in that haven't kind of trusted Sibley. What, what do you think? Why do you think that is? I'm maybe a little bit tenacious a little bit hot-headed. I think that could be the only the only real reason, maybe not quite ready to make that push into the first team. Rough around the edges. I can throw as many cliches in here as possible. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think looking at the squads we've had, I think, in, and in the situations we've been in, you know, battling relegation for the last few years, I think the managers have kind of looked to the more experienced players and the hope that that experience will, you know, dig us out of these tough times. And now that we're we're in League One and we've got this, you know, fresh start, it's a great platform for him now to to really kick on when he's got the manager that will put his arm around him uh, and really get the best out of him. And we've, you know, we've seen that so far this season. He's been he's played very well in all of his appearances. You know, he um, he played well against Mansfield, and that's that's why he got the, got the start against Barnsley. And again, I think he he did well again. Um, so I think we'll see a lot more of him this season. Um, I think that the only reason that I can see him, you know, not starting that much under Rooney has has to be the experience card for me. I think I think it re- relies on that, and this season now gives him an opportunity to go and get a full season under his belt and really really kick on. And I, I think he will. Yeah, I, I feel quite sorry for Sibley. You know, last year definitely, I think he was he was overlooked quite a lot, maybe because of. You know, Tom Lawrence's form and, and him having the captain's armband and Ravel obviously being a you know a close kind of ally to, to kind of Rooney. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, I want to see him play more football. I think he understands what it means to play for Derby. I think they all do at the moment, to be quite honest. Um, but but maybe Sibley just a little bit more than that. Um, so yeah, want to see him score again. You know, I, I do absolutely love a Louis Sibley goal. So hopefully one of those is is coming sometime soon. Gaz, and McGoldrick, he's he's back. He was on the bench. Um, he's fit. He's ready to play some part. Where does he fit in? I mean, Rossini kind of says that he can fit in to play in this system. Can he? Or where do you think he needs to be kind of utilised? Uh, so I would like to see McGoldrick alongside uh, Collins at some point. Um I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I do like to see two up top um, and I advocate 4-4-2 from time to time. Um, I think that, you know, sort of the, that could almost bring the best out of Collins or Dobbin, of course, the the young lad that we brought in from Everton. Um, he's he's obviously got recent experience playing at higher championship level and Premier League. So why not utilise that? Um, when he's fit um, obviously if Collins continues to struggle as well there's an option to just you know like for like uh, bring him in but 
having you know having said that, we, we all know everything that Collins is bringing to the squad at the minute. He is he is determined to score. You know, he's doing everything but score. Um, if his so if he doesn't break his goal drought within the next two three games, maybe we should look at switching them out and just you know uh, seeing what McGoldrick can offer. Uh, I'm not sure if he's 100 percent fit. Um, having returned from injury. Uh, so it might be a couple of sub appearances uh, between now and sort of um, mid October, I would have thought. Would have thought. But yeah, so I think he's got various roles to offer when he when he does hit hit that form. Yeah, I agree. And he's not played all that much football. Obviously, been been kind of injured of, of late and and hasn't played much football kind of this year. So I think we need to be careful with him. He's not going to be a, a ninety minute man. Um, but like you say there, I think he can definitely offer something. And he is a wonderful footballer. I think we've signed quality players, but we've signed technically really, really good players. Um, the thing that springs to mind, and, and we discussed it earlier, um, Ryan, was was that ball from Hurrahan uh, for Collins's chance. I mean, if that if that had gone in, that would have been goal of the season, I think. I think it had been hard-pressed to, uh, to find a better goal for, for, for us this year. What did you make of that kind of passage of play? And is that kind of Rossini's football and, and kind of methodology coming out? I think it is, yeah. And I think that's a lot of what we saw under Rooney as well. I remember the team goal last year where, was it Ramon Morrison finished it off when it was like from one end to another in space for about 10 seconds. And I think that comes through from what Rossini has said. He wants us to play good football, obviously with the setup of the side. You've got you know one sort of target man, but quick players around him and, and technically players who are above this level um, and Hurihan is the one who obviously sticks out because he's a championship player all day long who's in the Prem what two three years ago and if we can get mostly squad firing on a weekly basis it should be a real real sort of top end side because yeah the, the, it's players who are above this level if they play up to their to their potentials um, and with sort of a, a ball like that from Hurihan yesterday I think it's just a glimpse of what we can do on a on a weekly basis because Barnsley were Barnsley no mugs they're a very decent side obviously they came down with us last year as well um and if we're sort of as we were in the first 45 minutes putting them to the sword a little bit I think it's a very very good sign especially at this early stage of the season that things are clicking or at least will click um sooner rather than later yeah definitely and I think um yeah, I, I still scratch my head and, and wonder how he's wearing a Derby County shirt, especially when he's doing things like that. But um, yeah, it was it was very good. And he's created the most chances of anyone in League One. Um, I read a stat on that uh, yesterday. So need to continue to give him the ball and uh, hope that, that Collins can uh, can find the net on, on one of those beautiful, beautiful passes. Um, Jacob, coming to you, Hurrihan's, uh, Midfield partner Max Bird, captain the side yesterday. I struggle to believe that he's still only 21 years of age. I feel like he's been at Derby County forever. Um, how, how do you think that, that Max Bird started the season? What's been your thoughts on on Max? I think it's been been a very solid start from from Birdie, and in in the same kind of vein uh, or in the same kind of breath that I was speaking about Sibley earlier. I think that this drop down to League One. Getting that full season under his belt, being a key player, um, is, again, it's going to be the making of him. And having that captain's armband, be, being vice captain um, in this team with so many leaders, uh, so much experience in the team, it must be such a boost for him as well. 
Um, but no, I, I don't think he's really, really put a foot wrong so far this season. And he is just a very, a very solid player. You know, he, he never really, it's always kind of a seven out of 10. It's always, you know, a good performance from him. Um, he's quite progressive in the way he moves the ball forward. Uh, he's not afraid to get back, put in a challenge. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's been a good start to the season. Uh, and hopefully he can, you know, he can stay fit and he can keep going for us. I think he's, he's a very important part of the team and he's an integral part of that spine. And If we're going to do well this season, I think he's a big part of those plans. Yeah, I agree, definitely. And I think what, what I was most impressed with yesterday, um, obviously I was impressed with his performance, but after we scored the second goal, he was kind of going over to, to players and I think he had a word in kind of Hurahan's ear and, you know, he's talking to players that are a lot more senior than him, but but kind of leading by example and, and doing the right things that, that a captain should be doing. Obviously, he's, he's had a lot of great mentors around him over the last couple of years. Rooney, Davies, you know, he's been working with some great people, but it all seems to be kind of rubbing off, not just on his kind of ability on the pitch, but also his kind of, know leadership and, and kind of mentality so yeah really impressed and again just can't believe that he's he's 21 years of age to be honest so let's tie him down to a 10-year contract and uh, and hope that no uh, no vultures are are kind of you know circling for for Max Bird um we've been linked with a, a goalkeeper to be honest I don't know too much about him um, Joseph Anang um, played for St. Patrick's Athletic last uh, and also had a stint for Stevenage. I imagine that means that Fawkes, uh, Harrison Fawkes might be going out on loan um, and, and maybe um, Scott Loach is going to kind of give up that, that place on the bench. Did you think that that was a position that we needed strengthening, Gaz? Uh, Wildsmith's uh, pulled off a few crucial saves, I would say, at the start of the season. I mean, you can tell he's not quite uh, served as a number one. You can tell he's not quite got that uh, ultra confidence that you would expect from, say, your number one in terms of, I'm thinking about uh, keepers we've had from history, Scott Carson, uh, Lee Grant, even even Roos to an extent. Um, you could see that he'd had experience of being first choice goalkeeper for at least a time. Um, Wildsmith, to me, I mean, at a very micro level, I was a goalkeeper. So, you know, sort of goalkeeper's union and all of that. Um, you, you can tell just sort of like, he, he seems a bit cautious every now and again um, to sort of get the ball moving quickly. Um, but yeah, he seems to be quite steady. Um, I'm fairly impressed with the start that he's made. So regarding bringing an extra body in, um to me, it's not necessary unless, say, unless say we've got an injury to Wildsmith because I, I don't know how I'd feel about Scott Loach being our uh, backup goalkeeper. So whether or not it's to give this young lad in, uh, a bit of experience or whether he's actually just going to uh, push Wildsmith for the shirt uh, remains to be seen, but it wouldn't have been top of my list um, of you know people to bring into the club. That's fair. That's a fair point. Ryan, who's who's top of your shopping list? What position takes the top spot? I would say probably right back at this point, because like we said earlier with Jason Knight, obviously it's fantastic to have him still at the club for a start. Um, but I think he's he's 
he's better than being a right back essentially. Um, and I think the more he's sort of pushed into that position, the less likely we're going to have him for the foreseeable future. Um, so he's going to look at sort of his international career prospects there, I think. And obviously, Ireland not going to see him as a right back. So I think if we can bring someone into who's a more specialised one alongside Maduro, um, I think that would that would then allow our midfield options to strengthen. Because I think that's where central midfield is definitely where we're at our strongest. Um, but obviously, we've seen Knight sort of play a little bit wider as well. Um, and I just think, yeah, generally, right back is somewhere where we we do lack a little bit. If we if there is somewhere on the pitch that we could be found out for particularly for an experience, I think it is in those those fullback positions. Um, and you know, Nathan Burns a, a big a big sort of uh, gap to fill. Um, and Jason Knight's been doing a very good job with that, but. Yeah, he's not a he's not a specialised right back. It's not what he's trained to do, um, and I think for the good of night and for the good of what we can do in this division, it'd be nice to have someone in there who's a bit more experienced um, going for well, not going forward, but at least in that position anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we definitely need to see Jason Knight in in midfield. Um, I thought it was great against Mansfield. Um, top pro, top guy. I'm I'm a little bit worried that. He may not be here past the transfer window. I don't know why. I think if there's one player that we potentially may lose, it's Jason Knight. Jacob, do you, do you think there's a chance that somebody comes in, offers good money, and we kind of think, you know, let's take it and and kind of invest it later down the line once we have all of these kind of restrictions lifted? I think it's certainly a possibility. Uh, I, and I'm if I'm being brutally honest, I think it would probably work out well for for all parties involved. As it stands, I, I don't think Jason Knight actually gets in the team if he's playing in midfield. I think the, the midfielders we've got probably just keep him out of the team at the moment. Um, and he, he's been fairly solid at right back, but you've, you've got to think, is that, you know, is that where he wants to be playing? He's obviously being a true professional and, and doing what the manager's telling him to do and he's, you know, he's not complaining. Um but, you know, he's always kind of been a midfielder, an attacking midfielder, uh, even played on the wing at times. It's, it's great to see how versatile he is because he's, you know, he's looked fine at right back. He's looked pretty solid. Um, but I'm not sure if, you know, if he sees his future, you know, lying as a right back in, you know, for the rest of his career. So I think if the if the right money came in, and it has to be the right money, because uh, there's too many times we've let players leave for cheap. Um, you know, even even before we went through the, through the mess we've been through. Uh, so now now that we're kind of back in a position where we don't need to sell, I think it's really crucial that we we get the right money for him. He then gets his move to may, probably, a, probably a championship club, I think. I'm, I don't think a Premier League club will come calling for him. Um, and obviously it puts him in a better light then for the Republic of Ireland national team as well. So I think it would suit all parties. I think we could then uh, add to our squad maybe in January. Um, you know, if we need it tweaking a little bit, if we've had injuries or setbacks, whatever. Uh, but but yeah, I think I, I could see him staying. But if he was to leave, I think it, it could end up working out for for his new club, for himself and for us. Yeah, definitely. And, and if he was to move on, I mean, I'm hoping he doesn't. Um, but if he was to move on, I think we could all kind of say that he's gonna he's gone about it in the in the right way. Um, and he'd go kind of with our blessings. So yeah, I think he's the only player that I. I worry about um, and, and we'll see if anyone kind of tests our, our resolve on that. Um, 
let's look forward now. Uh, Tuesday, obviously, we've got Shrewsbury away, and then Saturday we've got Fleetwood away. Gaz, we're winning both, right? <laughs> uh, on paper, we should. I think we've got the quality to do so, but this is Derby County. Um, yeah, so Shrewsbury, I believe that's the first competitive fixture against those guys. So that'll be an interesting one. It's tough to call, really, uh, against these unknowns. Uh, d- did you just say maybe we were playing them both away? Sorry, I'm just I was miles away. I believe so. Yeah, unless someone yeah. can tell me any different. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it must be the heat. Um, yeah, so obviously we're seemingly continuing that form of uh, better at home. So you know we need to we need to continue to get points away from home, um, be them wins or draws, and just keep this momentum going I would say at this stage um, but we certainly have the quality to turn those uh, teams over if we need to I, I would say not quite sure where they both sit in the table currently but you know who's looking at tables at this time of year <laughs> yeah that's it and like you know we went to Charlton and potentially thought we could get a result there and, and look what look what happened so it's still still feels too early to to know um, you know what games we should definitely be winning, but I think we look at both of those and think you know that there's points to there's points to be won on the road. Um, Ryan, coming to you for a quick score prediction on both of those games. What what are you going to go with? Uh, I, I reckon two 0 two nil for both. I think I'm going to be incredibly boring and stick with the same one. But yeah, I think if we, if if we turn up um, and obviously away from home, it's, a, it's much different because there's not so much of the fear factor. I think that a lot of the, the sides will have come into private park. Um, but really, as long as we turn up, we should be a match for, for anybody in this division. So the way we're playing at the minute, if we can build on what we've, what we've done so far at private park, um, it's these sort of, these games against sides who we routinely don't play in front of a few, a few thousand that we should be, we should be getting points from. So uh yeah, I'll be optimistic and go for go for two nil in each. I like the positivity. Jacob, are you gonna uh sprinkle some negative and doubt on this on this occasion or I can if you want me to <laughs> <laughs> um but no I I think um I think it'll probably be I could see a two one win uh against Shrewsbury. I, th- I think it will probably follow a similar suit to the other games where we start off very well and then maybe lapse a little bit in the second half. Uh, Fleetwood, I think uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it, so I don't. I don't think I'll predict two wins in a row. I think if we if we get a point on the road at Fleetwood, maybe a one or draw or something like that, um, and a win away at Shrewsbury, then four points from two away games is uh, would be would be very nice. Yeah, definitely something to build on, um, and I like the positivity from from all of us. Gaz, I know you uh, you talked about it rather than give us a score prediction. So just quickly, what are you going for? I'm an incredibly pessimistic Derby fan. Uh, well, you're living in Middlesbrough. Well, yeah, I know it, it doesn't help, mate, to be fair. Uh, despite that, uh, I think we're going to Billy Davis this whole season. So I'm going to say 2-1, 1-0. it. Love it. Yeah, what a, what a reference, Billy Davis. Unfinished business part. Um, part five, maybe. Maybe that's one uh, one book you'll be able to write one day, Ryan. Billy Davis, what do you reckon? Uh, I've already been threatened by his agent for something, so I, <laughs> I won't go down that route. <laughs> go for it anyway, mate. Come on. <laughs> Give the people awesome. what they want. 
people, I'm not sure the people want a Billy Davis book. <laughs> Certainly, this person does not want to write that Billy Davis book. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I will say, I've just seen we've, um, I think we've just announced the keeper. Yeah, okay. I'm breaking, I'm that. breaking news. It, oh, it oh, looks to be Joseph Anang from, from, uh, from the little video. It does look like Joseph Anang. So, he was the West Ham goalkeeper on loan. It'd be interesting to see if he features. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome. Perfect. Well, cheers, guys. It's uh, it's been a whirlwind of uh, thirty five odd minutes. Cheers for for joining me on this this Sunday night, um, guys. Go check out uh, author Ryan Hills. You probably already have. Honestly, I see your book on Twitter in every person's kind of holiday photos. You know, people holding it up proudly, and yeah, great book, great. And if you haven't already um, read that, then, then go and go and get that, guys. Um, also, Gaz from do you remember um check out their their pod as well um easy listening i like uh, putting that on and uh, having a laugh with you guys um and also jacob um doing some great work um across many different football teams but most importantly for us the the work you do with dcfc women so can keep that up nice to have some content creators on here tonight um guys if you have enjoyed tonight please do like us please do share us um please do give us um, some thoughts on what you want to hear, what you want to see. Um, we also do our monthly review show as well. But yeah, thanks so much, guys. And hopefully this time next week, we'll be sitting top of the table. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Paul. See you soon. You. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.